back to another week of Sluts and Scholars where we talk smart and fuck smarter. I'm Simone. And I'm Nicoletta. You caught me off guard with that and it made me giggle. Hey guys. And today we have the amazing Rebecca Zoller, actress, writer, activist, and host of the feminine podcast, Don't Waste Your Pretty. Is which it feminine or feminist? It's feminine feminist. and feminist. Oh, I love that. Yes. We did I to say be, feminine? You yeah. did, but we're totally feminine. We're totally feminist and we totally like to fuck too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had the pleasure of being on the podcast, so Becca mm-hmm. and I uh, connected on Instagram Oh my gosh, yes, it was Instagram. Yeah. I was trying to think, I was like, how did we even get to be talking? But yeah, love, I, think you, I love Instagram love, guys. I love Twitter love. It's amazing. Love. So now we have Becca in the room, and Nicolette is here, and I'm here. And basically, we just need to talk about Harvey fucking Weinstein. Um, and all of the other allegations against all of the crazy men in Hollywood that use their power uh, over women. So let's talk. What well, do you I think? think? I think it's interesting that a lot of people are, some people are like surprised. And I often find it interesting when like people make a huge deal about when these things happen. Like it's so rare. Like, can you believe that this happened? L-O-L. And I'm like, Am I the, uh, did everyone know about this or was it just me? Did you guys know? Because I about knew, Harvey specifically. Yes, I knew about Harvey specifically for a very, very long time. Everyone talked about it, and I'm like a nobody in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. it's something that was like very, very open. Becca's an actor. Yes, I'm an actress, and like uh, you know, we I knew about it with Rose McGowan. We knew about it with Gwyneth Paltrow. Like I always heard rumblings of like that's how Gwyneth got everything that. She got back in the 90s. Wait, what? Putting the onus on Gwen? Oh, like no, 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 she... no, 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 not at all. But, like, that she was sexually assaulted. Oh, okay. what were the that rumblings she was that you heard? Just that, like, things, that Harvey's a fucking creep. And, like, you know, things happen. That's what I heard. And that don't so be alone up. with him, basically. No, but even just not, Har- it's not just Harvey. Like, I want to just say again, I would never, ever put the onus on Gwyneth Paltrow. No, totally. No, I just missed okay. I thought, no, I thought you were saying that uh, Gwyneth she got what she girl. got oh, because my. she... Because of his advances. Well, I think that, like, all of these women, like, when you work with Harvey Weinstein, you had to deal with a certain thing. Yeah. And that's fucked up. As an actress, I see the sexism on the daily. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, I work in entertainment, too, and when the story broke, I asked many of my female colleagues, like, has this happened? Has something like this happened to you? And basically, ninety nine point nine percent of them said yes. I don't know if there's a woman out there who hasn't been sexually harassed or assaulted in some way. Can you give us, if you feel comfortable, some examples of things you've experienced? I mean, I've been like, it's, there's so many things that have happened to me, honestly, over the years. I remember, it is in regards to like entertainment industry or just? Oh God! I, I mean, mean, I guess I, it's not limited to the entertainment industry. The first for time sure. that my pussy was grabbed, I was 12 years old, and I was walking through Central oh. Park, and it was the Puerto Rican Day Parade, and it was during the 90s. And that time, like things were crazy during the Puerto Rican Day Parade. There was like a rape, and like I'm not sure if someone was killed the year before, but it was really, really crazy. And uh, during those times, like they block off the entire, uh, you know, Central Park and Fifth Avenue. And I just remember men just physically grabbing me, physically grabbing my genitals. I just want to remind our listeners that you were 12. I was 12 years yeah. old. Yeah. How and I was with react? my act. I was shocked. It's like, you know, the thing is, it's like every time something like this has happened to me where like someone has grabbed me or made a sexual advance or have put me in a really uncomfortable situation, I never respond the way that like, quote unquote, you should respond to be like, fuck you. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Women for so long, we've just been trying not to be raped and killed. So we try to get out of the situation with as like much 
quote unquote grace as you yeah. possibly can just to be safe. Did y'all listen to the recording that came out with Harvey and the Filipina Italian model? Yeah. I didn't. What tell me about it. Okay, so we'll insert a little. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm gonna take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. I don't drink. Uh, can I stay on the bar? No, you must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for I, me. I, I, I need to know a person to I be touched. I won't do a thing. The whole reason that I wanted to show that was to show how plaintively she's speaking. She's She can't do the firm no. It's like, can I please not? Like, is it okay? We, we don't feel comfortable saying, fuck, no. And that, I don't know. It's just so fucking upsetting. So, Becca, you were saying something about, like, the way you're supposed to respond. Right. Like, how do people say we're supposed to respond? The, the way we're supposed to respond is when it happens, we call it out for what it is and we say, This person touched me. Stop it right there. Take your hands off of me, sir. Right? Something like that. Punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I think women, we've been uh, conditioned to not do things like that, to be submissive to men, even if you try not to be. It's been ingrained in you since. You were a child. But that's because you're scared, like you said, that if you oh, give tra- a firm oh, no, I'm that you're going to be, be safe. Yes, I'm trying to, horrible. to be in a safe situation. And with like something as difficult as this Harvey Weinstein thing, there is power involved, which puts a whole nother level onto it. Like I always think of that episode from this past year of Girls, This American Bitch. I don't know oh, if you listen yeah. to that. But, or watch Tell that. our listeners a little synopsis about I love the part Philip you're talking Roth about. So much. Well, it's a it's about this this man who was accused of sexual assault, and mm-hmm. she he's a writer and he's very very famous. And Lena Dunham's character goes over to his house to interview him about it. And during the process of them being together, he sexually assaults her. Yep, <laughs> and she allows it. Um, because when power is involved, things are shady, and like. Yes, like if if we spoke out, if something happened with me with Harvey Weinstein and I spoke out, God only knows what would happen to me, right? Like I would well, be he, taken down completely and you want something. And so the lines are blurred and things things happen that you're like, well, how safe can I be right now? Am I going to be safe if I allow this to and happen? And it's interesting to point out, I think, how people respond and react maybe when you respond in that way. Right. And so I don't know if it's just like a cultural stereotype of like people saying that, women should be cordial and should be polite and should be gentle and nice. That's exactly right. Like if I said, like the in, in the episode, he puts his dick on her. And if she was like, fuck you, like get your fucking dick away from me, he would probably, someone would probably be like, you fucking bitch, I didn't even want to fuck you. What are you talking exactly. about? Oh, exactly. You're so full of yourself. It's exactly. like, what? Well, and my, my colleague, uh, Dr. Wendy Walsh, shout out to you, Dr. Wendy. Um, you know, she was one of the ones who spoke out against Bill O'Reilly mm-hmm. and things like that. And interestingly enough, they uh, her and Harvey Weinstein share the same lawyer in Lisa Bloom. Oh my god! I, oh my, well, Lisa Bloom Le- who got in big. She stepped down. She's no longer yeah. his lawyer because she that was, was awful. Because like, she was about to try to discredit all these fucking women. That was terrible. It was like not right. But I think you well, when her, when she came out about it is what I was going to say is that um, she gets death threats. From people who were like, "How could you be such a lying bitch?" Like, I'm well, coming whatever. After don't you, you get death threats on children. social media? Because my my fucking oh, you don't do? waste your pretty podcast Instagram and Twitter gets. I don't crazy. think we've made it yet. We, we haven't, haven't gotten any one. death threats. Just like we like you and people telling us like how we make them feel comfortable. Oh my gosh, we That's haven't made nice. it yet. Bring on the death threats <laughs> to tell us that we've made it. Oh no, literally asking for it. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, right. We're actually asking for yeah. it, guys. This is your chance. I uh, have. You asked if. I had responded ever in that 
quote-unquote supposed to way, and yes, I have. Um, I don't know, like, how I Can you give learned. us the, the whole circumstance? Yeah. Whole um, I mean, I can't. There's so many, but <laughs> to point out one, um, I remember one time I was with— Take notes, ladies. I was with a friend at Davy Wayne's. Um, this was, like, when I first went there. And we were, like, walking through the crowd. This is a bar uh, this in is, Yeah, LA. a bar in L.A. And um, some guy behind me grabbed my ass. Um, and I turned around, and I put my hand on his throat. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, don't you ever touch me. Um, wow. And the guy I was with was, like, stunned. Because I was on a date. Good. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> that is fucking amazing. I and wish I, I had. I don't know if yeah, I would have had I to the guts to do, to with do a woman. it. If well, you'd no, been with to, a girlfriend, would you have done it? Oh, yeah. But I'm saying the guts to do it if it wasn't in a public place and there weren't lots of other people. Right. Like, haven't we all been in those situations where— Like, if it's one-on-one, right, I can't exactly, say if I would feel comfortable to—maybe I wouldn't— I mean, I'm not saying I choke everyone out who tries to grab my butt. But in that moment, it was a reactionary, like, I'm going to turn around and push you off of amazing. me. And in self-defense, like, no. Have you ever been— And I've gotten people kicked out of bars, too. Good. That's how yeah. it should be. But have you ever been in the situation where it is one-on-one, like you're in an apartment or something, and you're like— if I scream, will anybody hear me? Because I've had that moment multiple yeah, times. Yeah, and that's really hard. What yeah. did you do? I didn't scream. I just tried to get out of there as fast as humanly possible. But, like, I've had, I mean, multiple times where men have blocked the door. You're not leaving. You can't go anywhere. Come on, come on, come on. And it's, like, it's very fucking scary. Yeah. yeah. I think exactly I've more had the passive-aggressive kind of, like, Oh, you really don't want to go. Don't you want to have some more fun? Yeah. You're going to miss out. You're going to love this sex. It's like, no, I actually it's like don't. I'm making a conscious decision to leave. Yeah. I want to get back to the Harvey stuff and the dynamics of power mm-hmm. that you brought up before. So, we were talking about this a little before we started recording about how in entertainment, this is totally fucking rampant. And um, just men that are in positions of power. In fact, it's almost a cliche. Like, the producer seducing, quote-unquote, really sexually harassing uh, the uh, the ingenue, right? And Why do you see it as so rampant in Hollywood? It's not just Hollywood. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, but it seems right. like Hollywood is really having its its watershed, jizz-shed moment, whatever. Sure. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just because we're, like, in the media. Uh, yeah. that That's mm. totally it. But, like, we've all been to the— Things where we thought this guy wanted to take us out for lunch because they really liked our ideas. Yeah, and then like, he, I want to mentor you. It's no, I want to see your tits. Right, and then all of a sudden they're buying a $500 bottle of champagne and you're like, oh, okay, this isn't because you think I'm so smart. So you pick up on it that early. I honestly always give them the benefit of the doubt until they get fucking explicit. Men are trash and just know that. Just know all men are I'm trash. All men want you. to fuck you. And that's just how it is. And it's cool. Like, that's just, don't get it twisted, sister. Yeah. Yeah. So, so... Uh, how do you? At what point do you all notice when somebody is not there because they want to mentor you or uh, be a good person? I mean, I, I would try. Like for me, it wasn't until this one guy who was who offered to be my mentor when I first moved to LA. Uh, he was like, "I have this thing that I want to do um, that I do sometimes." And fuck you in there. I would rent a house in the Hollywood Hills, and I would obviously pay you for your time. This would just be an afternoon, and I'd give you like two thousand dollars, and I'd buy you all of these clothes, which you could obviously keep. And all I would do is I would just take pictures of you, like in the clothes, and well, then that's out something of- different. I mean, he's very upfront with finish. you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in the clothes, and then out of them. And I mean, yeah, that's up front, but like, how can you? 
the dynamic, the power dynamic was no, you're so right. fucking unbalanced. Because you're like, what can I this person do? It was literally for me. the day I got my car. I'd been in LA for maybe a month and a week. And this is a really successful person who wanted to help me out. And I was so excited about their support. And then all of a sudden, there was this sexual request. And I've been very fortunate, and I declined. And it took, like, several times declining and saying, oh, my boyfriend wouldn't be okay with it, uh, for him to actually let up. And he did promise that it would have no bearing on whether or not he would mentor me. But I still... How could you have him as a mentor after that? I'm sorry. That's like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And like if if for all the young girls that are coming out here or just start in a new profession and some older man who's in his 50s or 40s and you're in your early 20s and they you they he says you're so smart, you're so special. Ugh. You're not. You don't, no, you don't know. I am, Becca. I know you are. I am. I know you that are. This is so hard. I know. I always fucking believe them because I believe that about myself. Well, that's great. You should. You should feel So you're like, I am special. Yeah, I am special. It's like, of course you want to fucking mentor me. I'm the fucking shit. And then it's like, oh, I want to fuck you. It's like, but do you also want to mentor me? (laughs) And then I guess not. I mean, I think we all have our own, obviously, boundaries of what feels comfortable. And something that you brought up, which I think is interesting too in all this dynamic is age. Um, and I don't know how that sits with you all, but I, I find myself feeling conflicted about it because as a therapist, or as a almost therapist, um, therapy intern, PhD coming um, up. <laughs> basically, there are legal and ethical things that sometimes I obviously have to report. But as someone, have you ever reported something? Uh, I have. Wow. Yeah, childhood child abuse. Yeah. Um, so I have had to report, sadly, unfortunately, but it is much more common. Um, then I think people would like to think or acknowledge. But I think the struggle is having grown up and feeling like at a young age, I was feeling confident oh, to maybe too, seek sister. out older people. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, and that was something I liked. So at what point do we say it's like not okay? And at what point is it like, oh, you're okay to say like what you want to do with your body even at a younger yeah, age? I think it's not an age thing for me personally. I think it is a power thing and it just so mm-hmm. happens that – older people can have more, tend to have more power. But I think especially if you look in like Silicon Valley or in the whole oh, startup world. Oh, it's fucking crazy there, and, man. And the, and the people that are running shit aren't yeah. in their 40s or 50s. They're like frat boys. Um, frat boys are the scariest boys out there. Like, dude, <laughs> if I see a group of frat boys coming my way, like, fuck. Like, that's yeah. scary as shit. It is. Yeah. And so I don't, it's not so much age. It is more power. But it does lend itself, like, I am someone who went to college, like, wanting to fuck a professor. And I made it my business to make it happen. Thank you very much. And, but you could, the flip side, the, the other perspective on that is, like, professors should not fuck students, right? Because there's the imbalance of power. Mm-hmm. So I really do think it is Like, a really, can you ever consent if there is this imbalance of exactly power? That's exactly right. Is the question. I wasn't my professor right. when I fucked him. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm not having judgment because I'm yeah, saying I'm I experienced either. this stuff. But right. But I do, to right. find that, I don't know. And I think it does become, like, textured or complicated when it is in an industry where there is so much, like, outside of the workplace networking and talking. That's and you exactly can develop right. relationships. And you want to develop relationships. And you want to. Anyone, everyone wants to work with their friends. So like, you want to be friends. Jennifer you want to be Lawrence fun. is dating the director of Mother, like, wow. Aaron, which is also, like, a technically, like, an imbalance. Like, it's all really complicated, but some things are just absolutely no-no, and I think we just need to make it clear what those are. I think what I struggle more with, and tell me if I'm sure you guys have experienced this, uh, you ladies, not guys, um, but 
is I even have seen the power dynamic issue in the sex therapy and sex education community, which is so disheartening. And if any educators and other folks out there um, are listening and like have found this experience, you should message me because I think we should get like a support group together. Tell us us what's happening. Um, Well, you know, I think I, I... thought that going into this field that I would be more protected from that from the folks within my community. And it's not true. Protected from? Um, From like inappropriate misogyny or inappropriate men, um, especially. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen maybe the other way around, but going to some certain conferences and other things like people who I thought were colleagues and thought were like who are at the top of like the sex educator and therapy community still use their power, even if they're folks who preach about consent and preach about, like, well, like I don't know, I, I think positive it's really, relationships, they almost use it more against you. Well, like, yeah, look at fucking Harvey. Yeah. It's he was re- such a... Fu- yeah, sorry, yeah no, no, it's really important to remember that, like, the patriarchy fucks every single one of us, including you, me, all of us. And men, too. That's exactly right. And because of that, there men do have weird feelings about women talking about sex. A lot of them, like, are... Terrible, and they're sex negative. And there's a lot of therapists out there that I I hear my girlfriends come to me, and they're like, "My sex, my therapist is completely sex negative. It makes me feel bad about this and that and the other." Mm. I know, and it's terrible. Go to Nicoletta Heidegger. Yes, you definitely should. No, and but that's why I think it's important to search people that are like yourself. Right, but, but that's I'm fucked up that you should have to look for a therapist that's sex positive. Like, I feel like that should be inherent. But in I'm the not thing. even talking about but sex you're talking negative about people. Like, I'm talking about folks who have made inappropriate right. advances at wow. me that preach about and are at the top of the education and therapy thing and talk all the yeah. time and are in the media and are like supposed to be these like paragons of, yeah. you know. It's like Again, I'm going to say that men are trash. <laughs> yeah, but I think it, 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 it is this weird, like, me thinks the lady doth protest too much element of it all, right? Like, Harvey was known for, like, championing all these feminist causes or was a very, like, media, uh, media-facing media feminist, right? And Was then, he? Well, I mean, that's what people were so shocked by. Like, I think all this shocked stuff is complete bullshit, guys. Everybody you think knew. knew? You think yes, that? I think every single person oh. knew what was going on. When Rose McGowan said something to Ben Affleck about how Harvey Weinstein raped her, his response was, oh, I told him not to do that anymore. Okay? Is that true? Yes. Everybody knew. This was an open secret in Hollywood. Okay. I told him not to do that I anymore. I told him not Let's to do that anymore. Let's talk about Louis C.K., guys. Oh, I don't know anything about I don't Louis C.K., but I want to talk about Ben Affleck. Louis C.K. does the exact same thing. I have so many friends of mine really? who have actual stories. And this, if you look online right now, you'll find the exact same thing. He makes, he sexually assaults women. He makes women watch him masturbate. This is something Without that, consent. Without consent. Oh. Go online right now. Look at it. I don't know when we're going to start to talk about all of these men. If all the men that did this shit stopped working, I, like, think the economy would collapse. Like, it's like Jesus fucking Christ. That's the Christ. thing is that these people have these, like, people are, like, sexually deviant tendencies or whatever. But like, No, you're a fucking perv. Right. So you're a fucking perv. You're a serial, to watch you you're a serial sexual harasser and assaulter. And the same time, there are these, like, creative geniuses that are, like, if we didn't, like, if we didn't have, like, 
Bob Weinstein does like the horror stuff for the Weinstein Company. Like Harvey is the one that does like the Oscar stuff. And I really think there was this element of we need this man to survive creatively so we're going to forgive his fucked up shit. I think it just takes one person to come out and get the right press and then all these other people come out of the woodworks. I mean, they've been trying to it's put... It's so hard this has to been that trying, to come out. Yeah, this has been trying to come out for years and years and years. People have done exposés for a really long time. People have been squashing things all the time. And so often what happens is someone will come forward through with in, in a proper recourse because the way that you're technically, quote-unquote, supposed to handle these situations in any kind of workplace is if somebody does this, you, you report it to HR. And then HR follows up and they'll do an investigation. But what happens... So what do we have to do to be heard? But So what happens is, I, I know this 100% happens, is they'll follow up with HR and then the person who is who has accusations levied against them will present another story and they tend to be a very powerful person and HR will be like hmm there's two stories going on here and they're both equally viable options and then they're they like people on either side there's yeah and it's like well do you realize how much fucking strength and weight it took for that for that younger female employee to come forward and accuse her like well off well off boss about this shit and then they're like well they're equally viable opportunities and so then nothing ever happens and that's when people have to come forward publicly but ideally this shit should be fucking like that people should be fired when well, they the do stuff like that. the same thing happens at universities. I mean when we look at a lot of those examples like Stanford where I went I love Stanford, but there's obviously a lot of shortcomings with how they handle sexual assault yeah. on campus. Every single university, right? Has but they this. often have the internal board. That's exactly right, and that's the problem. Like, so if I, you went to the maybe the police outside of there and maybe got it handled in another way, every single university yeah. does that. I never they try to push under the rug. Yeah, and what we have to do is what we what do we do? We have to start believing women, right? Period. But yes, every I think that that's a huge problem is what goes on on college campuses. I will never that's forget so interesting. this because these are the the young boys that are yeah. raping. Like I remember being in college and like the most the coolest frat guys, right? They gang raped this girl. What happened to that girl? Everybody knew about it. What happened to that girl? She ended up having to leave school because everyone tortured her after it. These guys are fucking headed like oh, yeah, hedge, because she was hedge fund right? guys. Yeah. Hedge fund guys, huge millionaires that are making so much money right now. Fuck and them. they're all get people knew about it, but it's the so school upsetting. took care of it to itself. They don't want the bad press. But the flip mm-hmm. side to that, I have to say, because this is kind of what Betsy DeVos is going at, or oh. DeVos, whatever the fuck you pronounce her name. She's like, get rid of the internal review Betsy and go DeVos straight to the cops. Only cares. On. They go about straight to them. the cops because it's a criminal matter and should not be settled by the university. But, like, so many fucking cops or police stations are so ill-equipped to handle these issues and, like, don't understand how to listen to victims of sexual assault and don't process it properly. So it's, it's... I mean, not to be cliche, but it's this sort of catch-22 where, like, if you report to the school, then obviously they don't want to be known as a rape yeah, it's school. a systemic issue. And if they report to the cops, then it's so fucking hard to to like prove and to accept and to be handled properly. I don't... My Betsy one, DeVos doesn't give a fuck about women and doesn't give a fuck about women who have been raped. She gives a fuck about those, like all these frat boys that we're talking about. She's given them a voice. She won't see the people that have been raped. what about the men? I, it's disgusting. Not all men are rapists, so let's not prosecute any of the ones that are. Well, so now, now I, since you said, <laughs> since you said that, now I'm going to be devil's advocate. And okay. for one thing, just hear, I mean, hear me out. I think one, one part or one qualm I have about using the like men, all men are pigs or maybe the like all men are trash kind of thing is I wonder 
not that we should have to limit that vocabulary, but I wonder if it makes it harder for folks to hear what we're saying and to help educate and change things in a positive way if people see us in that light. I say fuck that because, you know, I can totally say white people fucking suck. And I don't take personal offense to that because mm-hmm. I know white people suck, right? How I'm not do you, gonna, but how do you explain that to other white people who do get upset about that? Because this is literally a conversation. Because I'm not talking about you if right, I say white I, people suck. Well, if, I mean, I could if, suck. I could be a very shitty I'm, white person. If, if you think that I'm talking about be. you, then, girl, you need to speak to someone about that, you know? That's a good know? point. That's a really good yeah. point. Because I was having this conversation mm. with my high school sweetheart this morning where we were talking about, like, men sucking and white people sucking. And, I mean, he's a white man. And he was like... I don't understand, like, not like I don't suck, but he says that it's it's just not conducive to, like, place broad generalizations on, like, shitty people. Fuck that. Fuck the not all but men how do you? But, but what do you tell somebody who is, like, a man who's tell if you actually want to convince him of your argument, who is a not all man guy? I, like I just said to you. You just I would, say fuck this. No, no, no. I would say, like, well, I believe that, oh, right. that white people fucking blow right now. That white people probably have blown all through history. Do I take personal offense to that? No, because I am trying my best to push against that. Yeah. But I have to be able to realize that a huge portion of fucking white people are racist motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm not upset about that. I am not racist. So I'm not going to be upset about that. So men, if you're looking, if you're listening and you get upset when people are saying men fucking suck and you need to be looking at yourself. Yeah. Okay, I like that. That's a good response. And I think it's hard it is hard for me because I do get the the benefit of seeing and having the empathy and understanding, I hope, for all types of clients. And that means both victim and abuser. And so trying to... Can you elaborate what you mean by sympathy for the abuser? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I have all types of clients. You know, I have people who have been convicted of things. I have people who are on the side of, like, survivors of childhood sexual abuse. But I also have folks who might be people who are minor attracted or Mm -hmm. folks who have offended in terms of, like, yeah, pedophilia. Um, So... I have my own thoughts on that, which is like a whole nother podcast, but sometimes it feels tough because I have to find empathy and connect and understand and try to help all types of people. Mm. Right, but I don't have to have empathy for Nazis or racists. Like, fuck that. But if I had someone come in who was a Nazi and wanted to get help. So you're talking about like in your capacity as a therapist solely, like Mm -hmm. outside of the... Yeah. Outside of the So what would you do if uh, like an alt-right angry white boy came in mm-hmm. spewing hate. Yeah. What would you do? Would you be able to handle it? You know, I have had, I haven't had that completely, but I have had, I, I'm Jewish um, myself, too. but I have had people come in and say, you know, negative things about Jewish folks. I have had people say, you know, like things like faggot and the N word and like all sorts of things. Um, and it's tough sometimes to listen. I think the first thing I have to do is figure out if I can work with them in a way that I can still help them. Mm. If I feel like it's challenging too much within me and I've talked to supervisors and I've talked to, you know, whoever to get support on it and I still can't, then I would refer them out. But, but it, can I just ask a question yeah. about that? Sorry. But it's not your position to educate them or change their mind. You're talking about helping them in a tol- in a solely like mental health capacity, not in like yeah, that would Although be a I boundary kind crossing, of, I think right? they kind of. Um, I think there's new, of. new like, versions. You probably have less hate and anger in you if you're like educated about why you shouldn't be racist. But well, I think first you have to build the rapport. Mm. Um, but I think newer, more new wave 
theories of therapy, like social justice type therapy and feminist theory therapy, would say that we have an obligation to include social justice as a part of our care. I like that um, So I think some therapists have that viewpoint and some don't. Um, but from my stance, I would be more curious as like, how did they get to this place? What happened in their life that caused them to have these beliefs? Where did they come from? What are their parents like? What were their relationships like? How did this happen? Um, I understand that as a but therapist. But it's tough to find empathy when you're right. seeing someone as maybe in a, you know, not in the role of survivor or victim, but someone who is an abuser. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to, you know, have empathy. Like, totally. Uh, there's a, I remember right after the election, this guy was talking to me and he was like, well, you just have to think about Donald Trump and like where he was from and like what kind of, you know, upbringing he was brought into and like a very, very, very nice And I'm upbringing. like, fuck that shit. I don't give a fuck about where he was from and mm-hmm. all of his shit. Like, I, I mean, this might sound insensitive, but like, have you ever been in a relationship and a dude like gives you like, well, I'm treating you like shit because I, this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, Honestly, like, I don't care about all that stuff. Like, you're still treating me like shit. You're still treating me like shit. Like, I see you, I hear you, that all that happened to you, but that doesn't give you the right to be a dick. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I mean, we've all been, we've all had trauma. So, I don't think Donald Trump's like really tough childhood is like warranting anything because that's a whole other podcast. It's not a tough (laughs) childhood. So, what do we do? Like, what advice do we have for like our. Our sister folk, our women folk out there. I think it's super fucking important to, like, report shit. Like, because what's what's so, to me, like, what is the most powerful thing that's come out of this is that most people, specifically these men in positions of power that do this fucked up shit, you're not the first person they've done it to. Right. And you're not the last. So if you are the person who speaks up, I can virtually guarantee you that there is someone else who's going to say, me too. Because these people do not act on a one-off. Let me see if I can get away with this. That's my, how they frame, that might be how they frame it with you to like test what's safe. But they have probably done it before, especially if they've been around for yeah. a certain amount of time. And I think the hardest part is like feeling guilty and shame. If you haven't come out about that, it? Yeah, like something happened to you and like... Like you let him, you let him on. Yeah, you... you like, yeah, that you haven't come out about it and that you, like, quote-unquote, allowed it to happen. Like, or invited it. Yes, there is all of that, too. You made it seem like you were interested. Exactly. By agreeing to call And that's the patriarchy that, you know, we have to fucking smash every single day. Yeah. Um, it's that stuff. Yeah. It's that self-loathing that we all have. What reasons have people given you for, like, why they've come on to you without consent? Can you think of any? Oh, yeah. Well, you you are really, I've been told I was like crass. I make like dirty jokes. Oh, or yeah. You've touched me. You talk about sex, so you're down for sex, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Or you touch me or like, I mean, I've had it where I've just been like sitting there minding my own business, not doing anything and things. That, you yeah. Know. I have a friend who she also, when she first moved to uh, Hollywood, had a someone who offered to be her mentor and they would like go out to dinner like... I don't know if it was like a couple times a month or like once a week or whatever, but they would go out and then eventually one time they had dinner and he like put his hand on her leg and tried to kiss her and she tried to rebuff him. And he was like, but, but you've been like, I, you've, you've been, been leading, leading me, me on. on. You've been leading me on. And she was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Like I'm not. And then he tried again like a week later and she was like, I'm just, I'm just not romantically interested in you. I want to be able and, to talk like that. You no, know, no, shit. I'm just not romantically interested in yeah. you. And I really hope we can be friends. And she said, and he said, I don't think we can be friends if you won't sleep with me. 
Well, most of men that you're going to be with, just as women, like, you're not friends, guys. Like, you're I don't not know. I friends. Like, I have very true, sincere, deep, non-sexual relationships with men. And, like, maybe the retort is, well, they want to fuck you. But, like, I don't think so. Okay. Rebecca <laughs> <laughs> doesn't buy it. Not you don't buy it? No. I don't know. Like, I've had male roommates. Like, so I have, have I. I have one male roommate. And, like, we, like, talk about how interesting it is how asexual our dynamic is. How do you think it got there? I fucked his roommate a lot in college. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's other things that you're maybe not seeing. No, no, def not. Like, we talk about this very candidly. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't know. He's just like, you're my sister. But so, I guess you have to be, but that's, you have to be in that frame of either you're a sister or you're fuckable. That's an interesting thing to think about that you. Unless you, you want to fuck your sister. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, some people do. Oh. Jane Fonda just came out. So we just have, we just found out. We just, newsflash, as of our recording, Jane Fonda has just come breaking out. Breaking news, breaking news. Breaking news, breaking news. Jane Fonda just came out and said that she knew about Harvey. Everybody and knew. And didn't say anything and is, an ash- and is ashamed of Everyone it. should be ashamed. You should be fucking ashamed. The whole Weinstein Corporation should be dissolved. They're all complicit. All of them. Ben Affleck should never work again. Matt Damon should never work again. Fuck these guys. Wow. Fuck these guys. I mean, it, it's tough because on one hand, I don't, it's hard because I don't want to shame folks who maybe have experienced sexual assault or sexual trauma and through their own shame and their own struggle weren't able to say anything. But I wonder how we can still empower people now to find the support to come and forward. the courage to come forward. It's so hard. It's so hard. I don't have any advice for that because I don't know how well, to. Well, even I was talking about in the sex therapy or sex educator community, I did find my, like I'm speaking about it somewhat openly now, but I haven't named names. Right. I haven't yeah, really gone to anyone at the top of things because there is a fear of like, hey, I want to make it in this field. Exactly right. I feel like I've connected or had to connect with these people where Women is there be, space to say this? I, no, I, I don't know. I oh. don't know. But I think it's really important to say this. I, I just started reading Hunger by Roxanne Gay last night, which is fucking amazing. And in it, she talks about her own sexual assault. Um, she was gang raped. She was gang raped as a 12-year-old. Yeah. But what she says is this, why she never came forward and what it does to you to not come forward. Because it took her like over 25 years to come out with it. He said, he said, she said, is why so many victims or survivors, if you prefer that terminology, don't come forward. All too often, what he said matters more. So we just swallow the truth. We swallow it, and more often than not, that truth turns rancid. It spreads through the body like an infection. It becomes depression or addiction or obsession or some other physical manifestation of the silence of what she would have said, needed to say, couldn't say. Again, like, let's Ugh. start believing women. That's like, intense. I, you know, I, I almost get a little upset because we all are believing these beautiful white women that have said these things about yep. Harvey Weinstein, yep. but nobody believes the black older women or just the older women in general who have come out about Bill Cosby. Yeah. There is such a difference between the reactions of mm-hmm. the two. What do you what do you think about that difference, like where that's coming from? I think it's coming from racism. <laughs> yeah. 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 Period. Mm-hmm. Even Rose McGowan had to like, and, and ageism. Rose it's McGowan ageism had to ageism. also put, because people are like, oh, even our, well, let's just remember everyone that our president of the United States is like a 23, rapist, 23 sexual official. assaulter. You know, so in he, when someone came out, when women came out saying they sexually, he sexually assaulted me, he said, have you seen her? She's disgusting. 
that is what people think. Yeah. So Rose McGowan even had to post a photo of herself from 1997 on Twitter because people are shaming the way she looks. Like he wouldn't want to fuck you. Whoa. That, but that's, that's so but look at Harvey horrible. Weinstein. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Look at Bill Cosby. I mean, hey, we all have look our own Look at type, Bill Cosby. But... He's disgusting too. Uh. Yeah. It's so true though. Like if Harvey is ousted, then like why the fuck is not Trump? <laughs> You know, well, yeah. It's like it's like the Weinstein board did their job, like Congress do yours. And if you're listening to this, obviously I'm always the one like shouting out the mental health shit because that's what that's my lens on life. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're feeling like triggered or upset or whatever, or you this whole thing you really share, triggered me, Nicoletta, you, like really, really badly. To what? a lot, this whole like Weinstein yeah, shit really triggered me. A lot me. of people. So please reach out. We're always happy to if give you, resources. Um, because it's it is important. Like yeah. we need to and find not ways only to support each other. If you feel like you want to say something about somebody and you're scared of a he said, she said, you can share that with us and we will fucking read it and we will tell your story. Yes, please. And if you don't want us to say your name, we will not say your name. If you don't want us to say their name, we will not say their name. But your story deserves to be heard and you deserve to fucking say it. Yeah. So please. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's tough because sometimes I think I have a lot of folks I work with who are survivors, whether that's of, you know, adult sexual abuse or sexual assault or childhood sexual abuse. And a lot of them ask me, like, do I need to tell people? Do I need to come out? Should I confront my abuser? Should I do this? Should I do that? And it's so tough because it is, at least from a therapeutic standpoint, I feel that it is their own choice, their own journey. Like, I can't say that for everyone confronting someone or coming out about it is healing. I mean, I think we get that message from like Law and Order SVU where it's like they want to make the conviction. So it's like, you've got to say something, you'll be empowered. But for some people, it maybe doesn't feel like the right time or the right place or the right person to ever talk about it in a different setting. And that's okay too. Right, so that's okay. But it's tough and that's okay. But then it's like, how do we... How do we support those who do come out and to trust them and to maybe come out after a long time? How do we just support women? Because every woman has been sexually assaulted. To, there's a huge spectrum of there what really sexual is. assault is from being catcalled to being raped. Yeah. Every single woman has. Do you remember the first time you were catcalled? How old were you? Oh, you should talk about how you respond to catcalling. No, but how old were you? Um, 10, 11? Yeah. Probably. I grew I, up in New York I was, City. I was, 10, 10. I was 12 and on the way to visit a venue for my bat mitzvah. Um, Whoa. This was like one of the most aggressive things has ever happened Are we all Jews? Uh, yeah, I yeah. Guess so. <laughs> um, awesome. Muscle. Yeah. That's like how Jews are like 25% of Nobel Prize winners. They're also 100%, Shaloma, they're also 100% of sluts and scholars. Yeah. Uh, no, I was 12 and I was on my way to visit a venue for my bat mitzvah. It was when like fishnet sleeves were really cool. So I was wearing this Ooh, like... Oh, hot topic. I remember I was wearing this like gray... This like gross green sweater but I had these like cool fishnet sleeves on and I thought I looked so cool and I was going to meet up my mother go meet up with my mother and I I grew up in Paris and I'm walking along I'm on the metro and this guy is staring at me and I just kind of like smile at him because like whatever and he keeps staring at me and I like go back to reading my book and then I get out of the metro and he gets out of the metro and he starts walking next to me and he's following me and I'm walking along the sidewalk and this is literally like blocks from the Eiffel Tower like I'm walking along the Seine uh, there's people everywhere, and this man is following me, and I'm 12 years old, Whoa. and uh, he's following me. He starts talking to me. Where are you going? Oh, I'm just going somewhere. Can I come with you? No. Uh, and he's asking me all of these questions, and I just am kind of deflecting, and then he's like, okay, fine. And you could tell I was getting agitated, and I was like not wanting to answer. And he says, okay, okay, just let me ask you just like one more question. And I was kind of like, whatever. And he goes, can you tell me what your bra size is, please? 
And I had uh, really big breasts. Sorry, I'm getting really upset just thinking about this. Um, I had a, I was like a C cup when I was 12, and it was so humiliating to have this grown man talking about my breasts in public, so much taller than I was, so much stronger than I was. And I just like stopped and I froze and I was crying and I was saying, please leave me alone. Please leave me alone. And he wouldn't stop and he kept asking me. And there were people all around us just walking. Ugh. Every time something like that has happened to You're me, there have been me people all too. around me. I mean, me. It's, it's because it's all too real. I hate that man And so also, much. let's remember that something so, quote-unquote, small... Thanks for sharing your that, story. Yes, that somebody man did to you. You never forget it. You'll never forget that the rest of your life. I remember the fucking sweater I was wearing. Exactly. I remember my cool fucking... Never wore this and, and this is on men. And this is... I'm going to say again. Men are trash because men allow other men to say nasty things, to do this locker room talk or whatever it is. What the fuck is locker room talk? Discu- it's like, like, if I have a son, like, he's not going to be talking like that in a fucking locker room. Right, and that's what we have to do. We have to teach our sons. Men out there, if there's any men listening, when your friend, when your buddy, when you're at the bar and he says something nasty, you have to call him out. You have a moral obligation. Yes. Say something. Yes. Why do you think it's hard for, I don't want to say hard for, but why do you think men don't say anything? Because they're fucking, trash. What are you? What are you, a pussy? What are you, a fact? No, it's also patriarchy. It's, yeah, you're it's right. It's to men because if you're the man who's calling out your male friends, then, then you're the pussy. Then you're the one who's like not masculine because they're just like peacocking and showing off their Guys, masculine Guys, pussies traits. are fucking strong as fuck. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I love that quote by, what was it, Betty White? I think it was actually Dan Savage and Betty White kind of stole well, she it. She went to Betty White. <laughs> I love Betty mm, White. She's allowed to right. plagiarize with yeah. that, with, uh, at that age. Okay, with well, that Betty hair. White slash Dan Savage, that would be a wonderful podcast. Yeah, it But would. the quote is, you know, like, the pussies are stronger or something because they can really take a pounding or something and like that. And they, like, spit out fucking human life. They're fucking magic, man. Mm. <laughs> I love pussy. <laughs> Oh, I mean, this is—it's tough, and I'm—I'm I'm glad we're having this conversation. And another piece of advice I was—I would give is get together with people you can talk to about this and have these conversations. No, you're not alone. We've you're all so hundred percent not alone. But also, like guys, if you witness this, I'd like to come back to what Becca was just saying, like because I have noticed a lot of my male friends really have stepped up in the wake of this and said, like, posted, like one of my guy friends who's like, he—he's in his I think like mid thirties, and um, he said. I'm ashamed that this kind of thing went down at my company because he works for a company where something similar has happened. Um, please know that if you ever come to me with something like this, I will believe you. I will always believe you. And just kind of calling out all of his male colleagues, like, we need to believe, like, believe. Like, stop not believing women because it's insane. This is a whole another podcast, but just I would just like to say I find myself also thinking about, I mean, we're all... I'm, I, this is an, an assumption, but I think we're all cis women here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many trans women out there and trans folk where this is also so rampant. Um, it's so jacked up even more. Even like, more so. I think especially mm-hmm. with like cis folks' obsession with like trans genitalia, conversations go south really quickly. And I'm not a trans person. I can't speak to that, but... That that also counts. Like asking people about their bodies. Who does counts. that? Well, can you imagine me sitting down with someone and be like, "Tell me about your vagina." Like, just like <laughs> I just met you. It's like I mean, we fu- might have no, that conversation. Yeah, I but one lady had said that, that a little yeah. bit more than the other. Yeah, no. After I said that, I mean, I would actually say that to someone, but like, <laughs> but that's not a great. stranger. Or like, you know, how back in the day with like, uh, you know, gay people would be like, "How do you have sex?" Who says that? Who says that to a straight person? How do you have sex? Like. You can like figure kid, it out, guys. A kid. Okay, well, JK, I'm not talking JK, about a child. JK. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Anyway. Wow, this is such a great convo. I'm sad it has to come to an end, but we know that you have to get to wherever you're driving who's ever listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so what what other advice can we can we give our listeners out there, male, I, female? Yeah, I think just to stay angry right now, every day, just continue to stay angry, to stay informed, and to speak up yeah, against everything. Story. Share your fucking story. Oh, I just, I feel like I have such a heavy heart. Like there's so many things that I would like to add and to say, but it's like... The, the conversation should just be ongoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, all of our listeners, I'm sure, are completely enamored with you. And oh, yes, uh, how can they course. find you on the And hopefully media? after this um, podcast, we get some death, death threats. Yeah, because I hope not. Death threats would be you. nice, but I would really like <laughs> if you shared your story with us of sexual harassment or assault in the workplace or anything that you just feel like you haven't been able to share. Like, know that you can share that with us. And if you do want to maintain anonymity, you absolutely can. Oh, before, we- before we end, there's one thing I would like to ask you, too, because oh. I've been wondering about this. Can I ask? Yeah. Um, Thank you for asking. You have my consent. <laughs> Thank you for asking if you can ask. <laughs> but not to flip the tables, but of course I'm always like the on both sides one. I'm curious, um, devil's advocate type person. Um, and I, I don't know if this is even a valid question to some people because of the patriarchy, because of the, um, yeah, the difference in the power dynamic. Um, but calling out for folks who maybe are not female or don't identify as female um, who have felt like they've also experienced um, sexism or assault or other things, not just in the workplace, but all around. Um, how do we have these conversations and talk about that sort of issue for women as a whole, but also not minimize? I just think there's separate issues. I think one is about power dynamics and like taking advantage of women, and one is about people being. But that's also power dynamics. Um, you know, with you're saying with like trans people or children, yeah. or just. But I'm talking about men in general who have experienced sexual assault or of course whatever in the workplace or not in the workplace. How to is that just a separate conversation? Like, how do we make sure that? I don't think, our empowerment of this that we don't minimize. I don't think, I don't think those there's like a folks. container. I don't think there's a container that can be full of stories and then there's like mm-hmm. not room for other people. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Becca. No, you're fine. No, I also just don't think that this is the time for that conversation. Like we can totally have those conversations and it's a big, big problem. A lot of men that have been raped, people don't believe men that right. men could even be raped and that's right. a totally another yeah. situation. But right well, you'll now. you'll just have to come back and talk about it. Well, yeah, maybe. But, like, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> but um, I do know about that. If you're a man who's a survivor of sexual assault, you can yes, let of us know, course, please. Yes, of course. But I think right now we have to start really believing women yeah, of all races, of all creeds, any type of whoever you are. We have to just start believing us. Yeah, and I don't think that because the conversation is so focused on, like, how women are treated means just be— just because that's not the conversation that we're having right now, I don't think means that we don't think that should be a conversation. Exactly. I think mm-hmm. you can only talk about a certain amount of things at any given time. Right. Like if I'm like having Chinese food for dinner, that doesn't mean I like don't think Japanese food is real. Exactly. You know? I <laughs> this, just yeah, like, <laughs> like I love pizza too. Like yeah. I'm not gonna I don't I don't discriminate. This is just I love not it all. the conversation we're having now. Right. Yeah. Right. That's all. <laughs> right. Well, I would love to have that conversation. Some in restaurants the do serve Chinese and Japanese food. I know that, and I love. I don't buffets. like that personally. It's not real. No. You should focus on. What if you're, you're a Chinese restaurant and you're serving Japanese, I'm not going to get Japanese. So are you like, not like Vegas buffet people? That's I, a different thing. I love a buffet. 
I mean, who I doesn't? I mean, me too. Yeah. Some people really don't like buffets. My sister doesn't like things being left out, and also she doesn't like sauces that she doesn't know what's in there. I love sauces. I like sauces. I like sauces. I'm she, a sauce girl. I am too. I'm so- saucy oh. minxes. Oh, no. Yes, Leah. <laughs> okay, on that note, Rebecca, darling, how can people find you? You guys go on anywhere you get your podcast and find, look up Don't Waste Your Pretty. We have like an awesome conversation just like we're having today. Mm. Go on Don't Waste Your Pretty underscore at Instagram, and we have awesome conversations as well. Check it out. Cool. Thank you so fucking much oh for joining us. Thank, Thank you for you. joining us. And obviously, you can follow Rebecca, Becca, um, at those places. And if you want to follow more of the Sluts and Scholars conversations, you can find us on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars. And you can always email us, like we talked about, about asking questions, getting resources, getting support at slutsandscholars at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening to this important conversation. And we hope that you take this and continue the conversation. And like, just... Don't sexually harass people or assault them. Yeah, dudes. Preach. Stop raping. Dudes, stop raping. Like, you'll get more ass. <laughs>